Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth. sexual purity required of Christians? And then question number two, is sexual purity realistic in our day and age? Two different questions, but they're linked. And if we conclude that the answer is no to either of those questions, we give ourselves license to just completely dismiss the whole divine sexual compass. Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio, with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. In today's message, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will share with you on the topic of sexual ethics and how the biblical narrative can guide us. The main question many often have is, does the ancient standards of the Bible apply to our modern context? The answer is yes and the studies and statistics validate the Bible. Now, let's join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth for Community Night on Main Thing Radio as they begin their message, Sexual Ethics. Acts chapter 15 really gives us a foundational and historical lesson concerning the formation of the church of Jesus Christ, you know, in, in, there in the first century. And um, there, there was this big debate about how does a person get saved? What, what, what is it that makes a Christian a Christian? And can, can you just follow Jesus without being Jewish. And there was, a, there was a big argument about, big dispute about that because some Jewish men had come from Jerusalem down to Syria, Antioch in Syria. The, that was the primary church there formed by Gentile believers. And they came, these Pharisees, saying, no, 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 you have to be circumcised and you have to keep the law. You gotta, you know, eat by the kosher rules and all these different things. And so they sent a group back to Jerusalem and said, is that true? Because that's not what the apostle Paul had been teaching. And we've been following Jesus for a couple of years now. And Peter stood up and said, you remember how it happened in the very beginning with Cornelius, the centurion and his group and the Holy Spirit just fell on them and they they weren't circumcised. They had not been eating kosher but Almighty God affirmed their salvation and filled them. So how can you say they have to jump through hoops? And so they settled it and they said, no, we're saved by grace through faith. Nobody needs to be circumcised. Nobody has to eat kosher. But, but they emphasized to those early Christians, those very first followers of Jesus, they emphasized you got to avoid sexual immorality. They emphasize the fact that baby Christians must be taught the biblical model for human sexuality. Now, why did they include 
that biblical sexuality was a foundational construct, that Christians need to have this understanding. It should be taught to baby Christians, to new believers from day one. Why did they say this is important? Well, human society all over the world by the first century AD had already cast off nearly all restraints in the area of sexual activity. Boy, I could do a rabbit trail right there, but I won't. But it it had gotten to the point all over the world, if it brought pleasure, it was practiced somewhere. Now, my generation, see, and and the one that came right before me in the 60s, we, we thought we invented that idea. If it feels good, do it. That was, that was our mantra. It was a bumper sticker. We didn't actually invent that, though. It was going on centuries, millennia, before we thought we invented it. You know, I, I have to admit, still, I, I was shocked when a family member said to us, it, it, it's just not realistic to be sexually pure in the way that the, the Bible teaches here in Denmark. We, we were in Denmark with Elizabeth's family. And they said, you know, that, you can do that in the, in the States. I mean, you, you have a Christian support system, but it's just not practical. It's not realistic in Scandinavia. And, and you know, I, I was shocked at first. And, and then as I thought about it, I, I realized it was absurd for me to be surprised by the statement because I had said almost exactly the same thing 40 years ago when I was 19 years old. It, it just wasn't realistic. I mean, seriously? Who actually does that? Who actually stays sexually abstinent? I mean, especially when you're, when you're young, when you're in your prime. I, I remember my mother giving me a little book when I was 13 years old she didn't want to talk to me about it. My dad wasn't going to talk to me about anything in those days. So she gave me a little pamphlet about sexually transmitted diseases and how to have safe sex and so forth and so on. And it made me aware of the fact that my mother, who took me to church every single week, my mom and dad both, but, but my mother expected me to have sex. At some point, she just wanted me to be safe. Freaked me completely out. But, but see, does anybody actually abstain? And does God truly want to withhold sexual pleasure from us? I mean, isn't, isn't the whole idea of actually abstaining from all sexual activity outside of a biblical marriage model, isn't that just a ridiculous concept? Just, just, just an outdated concept, like, like women wearing head coverings or not eating food that was sacrificed to idols? Listen to me, because I want you to think with me for just a second. I want you to think, because that's a common statement. Those are antiquated ideas. That's just outdated The idea that a biblical sexual ethic is outdated presupposes that the ancient world was less sexual. You you get what I'm saying? I mean, oh, it's just outdated. I mean, that's old-fashioned. 
500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, they, they didn't, I mean, they didn't need sex like we need sex. Seriously? Or, or we're, we're more sophisticated now, you know, we're, we're smarter. No, we're not. Read some books. Go back and consider some of the ancient writings. Go, you know, the Greeks, the things that, another rabbit trail. We are not more sexual, neither are we more sophisticated than the ancients. Do you understand? Therefore, these ideas cannot possibly be outdated. Okay, that's a freebie. But those two questions, is sexual purity required of Christians? And then question number two, is sexual purity realistic in our day and age? Two different questions, but they're linked. And if we conclude that the answer is no to either of those questions, we give ourselves license to just completely dismiss the whole divine sexual compass, which is the Bible. And a lot of churches are doing that. A huge number of churches are simply setting the Bible aside as they redefine sexuality to conform to our current social and political climate rather than allowing the Bible to define and thereby direct us, which is what God intends. Our sexual ethics stand or fall by one question. Is the Bible my governing authority or not? Is the Bible my authority or not? Do I believe it or not? Will I submit to it or not? I grew up going to church every single week, right? And, and I, I would have said, oh, I, oh, absolutely, I believe the Bible. I believe the Bible is the Word of God. It is authoritative. It, it is inerrant. It has no mistakes. It is absolutely the written Word of God with authority. That's all we have time for today on Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. We're so glad you joined us, and we hope you'll be back next Friday at this same time. Each time you tune in, you'll hear from God's Word, learn what His heart is for you and your brothers and sisters in Christ, and how you can put His love into practice in your community. You'll hear from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth and other exciting guest speakers as we navigate the reality of the church in this modern world. If you'd like to listen to additional Community Night teachings, visit MainThingRadio.com today. You'll find our archive of these messages, as well as the Monday through Thursday verse-by-verse teachings from Pastor Robert. You'll also be able to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Do you live in Miami Beach? If so, we'd love to see you this Sunday at Calvary, Miami Beach. Join us at 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 
or at 1pm for worship and Bible study with Pastor Robert. We're also live streaming all of our services on our church website and Facebook Live. Find out more at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to the church website. That's all for today. Thanks for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. 